Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Talk to Seth about this because uh, he's a guy that certainly covers the dogs like nobody else. Seth, it's good to have you back on the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We spent a lot of time on this, and I was just talking about Mike Bobo, your, your quote about how he showed a lack of ego when he was working with Todd Munkin. Mike and I were both curious how closely they were working together this last season in the national championship year and how much that played into Kirby making this decision because he was thoroughly involved with the game planning. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I'd, I'd love to ask uh, Todd Munkin a little bit more on, um, and we may get a chance to do that down the road. He's in Baltimore. Um, but you, he definitely gave off the impression that, that he was helping a lot. Um, the, the quote that I used he was, was from before the Peach Bowl when he talked about how Bobo was drawing up play cards, you know, like a 22-year-old graduate assistant and just kind of doing that, like, kind of small stuff. And when we did get to go out there for practices and such, like, Bobo was around, but he was also, like, not kind of forcing himself on anything. It didn't, like, look like he – it looked like he knew his place. Um, but I, I've heard that he he did a lot um, and that Munkin on his way out was – lobbying Kirby on Bobo's behalf and saying, look, he, he helped a lot this past year. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that offense was probably going to be pretty good anyway with Stetson Bennett coming back and his experience and Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington and a good line and just everything it had going for it, Kenny McIntosh. But uh, from everything we hear, Bobo was, was definitely involved and, and was helpful. I had to get a chuckle out of your tweet the other day, Seth, that said, man, here we go. Just a mention of Mike Bobo, and everybody just goes bananas and loses their mind. We were talking about it yesterday, and this isn't a knock on Mark Rick, but it just seemed like there was such a slim margin, you know, for success at times with Georgia, which now Kirby is just taking this thing to a whole other level. So Bobo perhaps got under the microscope maybe too much for things that were beyond his control. Would you agree? Yeah. You know, the thing with Rick, the Rick years, was – they never could get the offense and the defense very good at the same time. It, right. The start of his tenure, 2001 to 2004, when Brian Van Gorder was there, um, the defense was kind of the linchpin, but the offense was pretty good. You know, it, David Green, the quarterback, and they were kind of in – it looked a lot like those 2014 teams, like where, you know, you had Hudson Mason doing being the efficient, mistake-free quarterback <laughs> – um, then the offense starts to get going, and, and defense during the Willie Martinez years struggles. 2011, Todd Grantham's second year, they're really good. That's the one year that like Bobo seemed to be under the most heat, but then they started to turn around at the end. Um, and then 2012 through 14, the offense was great, but the defense dipped again. So uh, it's 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 interesting. You, you look at Bobo now, 
and in this second stint at Georgia, the fact that he should always have a really good defense behind him to lean on, which will help with field position. It'll help with, you know, you can win games easier, not having to win shootouts. Um, he should have more talent just because of how they recruit better. He's in an atmosphere where there is full financial support from the athletic department, uh, which helps in all facets. Um, everything is set up for, for him to be even better. Um, but obviously a lot of people, Georgia fans and the like, are, are nervous because they're, they're either remembering the Georgia years wrong, like they're forgetting <laughs> how good it was at the end for him, or they're reacting to that he was fired at Colorado State, not realizing that the offense wasn't the problem there. He just, as a head coach, couldn't hire a, you know, he couldn't get the defense good. But the offense was good there. Um, or that at South Car- they're looking at South Carolina and Auburn, which is a legitimate worry of like, okay, well, they weren't good at those two places. But that the, those two situations were also different, you know, because we're the two head coaches are no longer there. Um, and in fact, one of them is back here at Georgia and probably certainly recommended to, to Kirby smart that, uh, Hey, my offensive coordinator in 2020 was not the problem. Yeah. Seth, it's a great point. Work environment matters. That's what we're talking about. I mean, he went because you don't pass up these jobs and it's what he does, but the environment sucked. So he wasn't mm-hmm. successful. The environment here is arguably the best in college football, and that is why you have to believe that he's going to be pretty good. Seth Emerson joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What about the development of quarterbacks, though? What about Vandergriff? What about Carson Beck? What about that aspect of this for Mike Bobo? That's really interesting because you, the no one wants to make a comparison to 2015, the year after Bobo left. Um, and Brian Schottenheimer coming in. But uh, that was a situation where they needed to find a new quarterback also and had a new coordinator. Um, Brian Schottenheimer came in and didn't like the three quarterbacks he had in spring practice. And if you remember, they went and got Grayson Lambert, who ended up being the starter. Um, This time, Bobo has been around for a year. So he's seen these three guys up close. But you – still wonder because people have said and and i i believe this that if bobo had stayed if he had not gone to colorado state that bryce ramsey would have been the starter that year that doesn't guarantee that he would have been successful just that he he had recruited bryce ramsey he liked him would have been the guy they wouldn't have gone and gotten although he tried to get grayson lambert to colorado state for what it's worth anyway total history lesson that nobody really asked for but same (laughs) idea yeah same idea that you now have new thinking. A lot of people think that Carson Beck's going to be the starting quarterback based on he's been the number two, the clear number two last, over the last year, and that Todd Munkin liked that kind of quarterback to run his system. He liked a strong-armed, more pocket-oriented guy. Is Bobo going to scramble that thinking? Is he a little bit more enamored of the dual-threat ability of, of – um, of Brock Vandegrift or even Gunnar Stockton who can run a little bit better than, um, than Beck also, or is he a, a pocket guy as well? Um, or, but does he just think that one of the other guys might be better? Um, it's, it, it, it's going to keep Carson Beck on his toes for sure. 
um, and maybe a better excuse for them to claim that they don't have a starting quarterback after spring practice in an effort to prevent one of the three from wanting to go in the transfer portal. Um, but it, it, it is going to be interesting. I, I think the, the thing that you can say, though, is that with Mike Bobo, there, there is a definite track record there of developing quarterbacks and, and right. coaching up quarterbacks. It is Seth Emerson, guys, from the Athletic, giving us the breakdown. As we found out yesterday, it's official. Mike Bobo is going to be the OC. And it's funny because we haven't even seen Vandegrift, haven't even seen Gunnar Stockton, and already I'm hearing about Dylan Raiola, a five-star quarterback <laughs> who uh, yeah. apparently has decommitted from Ohio State and is purported to have a nice relationship with Mike Bobo. And that's another thing. Monk had hated recruiting because pro guys don't like doing that, and Bobo's a great recruiter, too. He, There are many – the way I put this, and this is – kind of it's a little bit harsh for both but like i'm sorry the way to put it georgia slightly downgrades on the field as often you know as play caller if you go just go by track record but they upgrade off the field uh you bobo is definitely a better recruiter i mean not just quarterbacks he was he recruited like the number one prospect in the country trenton thompson um for the 2014 class um out of Albany because Bobo knows everybody in the state of Georgia, including in South Georgia. So that's always been his strong suit. He's also a glue guy uh, behind the scenes. He's been around here forever. He knows everybody. People tend to like him. Um, And, you know, the multiple people have always told me that if he had never left for Colorado state, they don't think the chaos that ensued in 2015 would have happened. He, he and Will Friend were the ones who also went with him to Colorado State, were the ones who were kind of a good buffer between Jeremy Pruitt and his people and the other people who were more used to the Georgia way of doing things. And when they left, that broke down. Um, so he, like you said, work environment, it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a strong one. Now, I know a lot of people said they wanted to kind of bring in new ideas and someone that's fresh the way Munkin was three years ago. Well, I think they needed that three years ago. The question is, do you need that now? The way things are, I think the, the, the best argument that they were fine staying in-house is that they you know, don't need to blow this offense up. It's, it's going great. And then the second best argument is look at Alabama and Notre Dame's offensive coordinator searches. You know, I, I don't think there's a great like, home run hire out there this hiring cycle. I'm going to end this with a quote in your story where you talk about uh, where you talk about uh, the comment. I think this is from Munkin where he said before the Peach Bowl, Mike Bobo's heart is at Georgia. Will Muschamp's heart is at Georgia. I'm a vagabond. I love it at Georgia, but I'm not born here. That's not who I am. That's okay. It doesn't mean that I didn't give everything I can to the University of Georgia, but their heart's here. So we're okay with friends working through this and being, you know, for this and in this with Kirby, right? Because that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about Will Muschamp, one of his closest friends. We're talking about Bobo, one of his closest friends. And now those guys are running his defense and his offense, and really that's what this is, right, Seth? And he trusts them that this is going to work. And it has, of course, with Muschamp. Now you need to figure it out and make sure it works with Bobo. It's fine as long as these guys have a track record, as long as these are guys who would have been hired at other programs. And Bobo, from what I hear, turned down a chance to be Mississippi State's offensive coordinator this cycle. 
Um, he's obviously got a proven track record that would make him attractive to other programs as an offensive coordinator. Um, and Muschamp, like he's, you know, his problem has been head coaching. It hasn't been his defensive coordinator. So yeah. there's there's nobody I think that can say that Kirby is just hiring his friends, especially since you know. I mean, look, he has two rings. I think right, exactly. at this point, his hiring policy uh, seems to, you know, have earned him the benefit of the doubt. And could he be the new car wash like Saban is, the way Saban turned around guys like Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin? Same for Bobo? Yeah, I mean, it, it could be that way. I mean, that's, that's the thing. You build up a culture, and you get these guys in the culture that's good and productive, and, and that's what you do with guys. And, you know, they've they were able to do that with a guy like Darian Kendrick during the 2021 season who had a lot of troubles at Clemson and a lot of programs wouldn't touch him and they brought him in and he was fine. Like he, he went through his senior year at Georgia, no issues. Um, that doesn't mean they haven't had guys run into problems. Clearly they have, uh, but not a huge amount. And I, I think the culture they've brought, they've instilled and have going here. Um, and it's not even so much a Kirby Smart thing. It's some of the guys behind the scene, like Jonas Jennings, Thomas Settles, Bryant Gant, um, names that a lot of people on the outside may not know, but who on the inside are a big part of just kind of forming a, a good culture at, within the program. And um, that that I'm talking about players now, but I think that that goes for coaches now too. And of course, a lot of it's because you're successful. You know, <laughs> you went on the field, and that makes people happy and makes them question things less. Great stuff, man. We really appreciate you stopping by, Seth, today. Read him, guys, uh, at The Athletic, covering the dogs. And it's going to be interesting as we get ready for spring ball and then, of course, G-Day in April. Thanks again, Seth. Have a great day. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 